Does your podcast need its own domain? Yes. And here's why. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Where do you tell your audience to go for the actions you want them to take? I suggest that should always, or at least almost always, be based on your podcast's own domain name. So here are five reasons your podcast needs its own domain name, even if it's merely a redirect, which I'll explain redirects later on in this episode in case you're unfamiliar. If you'd like to follow along in the notes for this episode or share this episode with another podcaster you think would benefit from it, then please tap or swipe inside of your app to get to it or go to the audacitytopodcast.com slash need domain. Now, why does your podcast need its own domain? Number one, to simplify your most important call to action. Most podcasts have at least one call to action, often many, 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 many many more. That's a separate issue. But the most important call to action is the one that gets people to your show. Like, follow the podcast where? You might tell people to listen on Apple Podcasts, but what about Android users? You might tell people to find your podcast in their favorite podcast app, but how much can you trust that your podcast will be the first search result? The only guaranteed way to ensure people arrive at your podcast is to give them a method that will always work, no matter what else happens with other podcasts and other apps. That guaranteed way is with your own domain. So instead of saying, find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, blah, 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 or wherever you get your podcasts, you can simply say, follow the podcast at myawesomepodcast.com or whatever your domain is. Then let your website provide the appropriate buttons and options for them to follow your podcast. And it'd really be best if your website could be smart enough or the buttons could be smart enough so that they display differently based on what kind of device someone is using, like hiding Android options from iPhone users and hiding Apple Podcasts from Android users and showing what works best on those devices. If you don't have the skills to build something like that yourself, then take advantage of the followthepodcast.com feature that's given to all members of my podcast reviews. This lets you then create that follow page where the icons show differently based on what kind of device someone is using. Like, for example, Apple Podcasts is still called iTunes on Windows and on old versions of macOS. So the page is smart enough to detect what kind of device someone is using. So if they visit your followthepodcast.com page on an old Mac or on Windows, they will see an iTunes button instead of Apple Podcasts. And if someone is on Android, they won't see the Apple Podcast button at all because Apple Podcasts isn't on Android yet. So that's included with your subscription with My Podcast Reviews. Now, the whole point of this episode is use your own domain. So you can use that very speakable followthepodcast.com page, like followthepodcast.com slash audacity is my own page. But what you would be better doing is making a slash follow URL on your domain, and it could simply redirect to the followthepodcast.com page. So it could be like the audacity to podcast.com slash follow redirects to followthepodcast.com slash audacity. And that then allows me to use my own domain. And that's a smart option for my audience, then you, because it displays just the right buttons for the device you're using. And that's the kind of thing you can do 
on your own website or with a redirect on your site with your own domain. And yes, many potential listeners might simply open their preferred app, like for me it's Overcast, they might open their preferred app to search for your show. And this does, of course, put you at the mercy of your findability and search ranking within that app. But these experienced listeners who, no matter what you say, will just open their own podcast app and search for your podcast, really don't have to be told how to find your podcast anyway, because they're already familiar with how to do it. And they don't have to be told what apps you're in, because you are in all the podcast apps, right? Right? You should be. That way, you don't have to tell people where to find your podcast. The people who have a preferred podcast app will just open it and find your podcast. And those who are a little bit newer to the space or might not have a preferred podcast app can just visit your domain to follow your podcast. And that is then simplifying your most important call to action, the one that gets people to your podcast, especially if they're a new listener. So that's reason number one. Number two, to promote your brand, not someone else's or something else's. I recently shared why you should stop saying brand names in your podcast and what to do instead. The link to that previous episode is in the notes for this episode, a tap or swipe away or at theaudacitypodcast.com slash need domain. And this principle comes down to using your own domain for any calls to action. I definitely recommend you listen to that episode if you haven't already. But for a quick review, promoting your brand and not someone or something else's simplifies your calls to action, reinforces your brand, defers the details, and future-proofs your calls to action. This is all possible when your podcast has its own domain. You can make slash whatever URLs for pages or redirects for whatever you want. It also means that when people visit your site, they are visiting your site even if you're using the site from your podcast hosting provider. For example, consider one of my favorite podcast hosting providers, Captivate, for whom I served on the board of advisors until Captivate's acquisition. If you use Captivate's really well-designed website for your podcast, the default URL will be yourpodcast.captivate.fm. This would be very similar for most other podcast hosting websites that you get from your podcast hosting provider. You would also get something similar if you hosted your website with WordPress.com. That's the managed WordPress hosting version, not what you install on your own server. Your site would then end up being something like yoursite.wordpress.com. But all the good hosting providers for websites or podcasts will allow you to map a domain to your site. And yes, I'm saying that if they don't allow this, then they're not a good hosting provider. So with this, when people enter your domain into their browsers, they'll land on your website and still be on your website URL instead of a subdomain of Captivate.fm, WordPress.com, Libsyn.com, or anything else. There's also the added benefit that it's far more likely your domain will properly handle both www and non-www versions. But on a provider's subdomain URL, like myawesomepodcast.captivate.fm is a subdomain, adding a www dot to the beginning of that would be far less likely to work. And before you think, oh, people aren't going to do that. Well, no, they do. Many people do still unnecessarily or even wrongly type or speak the www part. Even if you say myawesomepodcast.com, many people just type in www dot 
myawesomepodcast.com. And some people say the www part when they really don't need to or shouldn't even say it because their website doesn't work with it. If you use a website from any other service, ask them about mapping your domain to the site and they'll help you configure the C name in your domain's DNS records. Yes, those are a lot of letters I just said. This is essentially just a specifically formatted field with your domain, and they can guide you about where to go to set that up. Some providers might charge a little extra for mapping a domain to their system, but it's not going to be very much, and it's definitely worth it. And many providers don't charge extra for this at all because this is what they want you to do, map a domain to their system so that your branding is most prominent. Then, if you do this, you're using your own domain. If you ever switch podcast hosting providers or switch website makers, everyone can still get to your website from your same domain. The technology behind it won't matter. It's your domain. That's the gate to your content. Even if you change your branding in the future, you can easily redirect an old domain to a new one so your visitors will end up in the right place every time, especially if your old domain forwards all subpaths or wildcards. So like olddomain.com slash giveback forwards to newdomain.com slash giveback. You don't have to set up every single one of those URLs. You just have to say anything after the slash should be forwarded to the same address on this different domain. And that's really easy to do when you have your own domain. But it's not easy to do if you don't have your own domain. It might even be impossible if you're moving from one provider to another and all your URLs break or you just don't have that ability to make all of those redirects the way you want. So that's number two, to promote your brand, not someone else's or something else's. Number three, to make your own email addresses. It's fine if you use Gmail or whatever for your podcast email account or multiple accounts, but I highly recommend against ever giving your at gmail.com address or whatever other address from some other service you're using. Like my previous points, this kind of thing adds yet another brand name for your audience to remember. And let's be honest, it simply looks amateurish and not in a good way when you see an at Gmail or at Yahoo or heaven help us, at Hotmail or at AOL email address. But with your own domain, you can make your own branded email addresses that reinforce your brand and look far more professional. So instead of myawesomepodcast at gmail.com, you can have feedback at myawesomepodcast.com. Plus, this can boost your reputation with those stuck-up corporate groups you might have to work with. For example, a press email account like press at myawesomepodcast.com might be all that's needed to be official enough to get press access to something or someplace. And before you doubt me, I've actually run into this before, where a place said, we're only going to talk with someone at a press or media email address. So I just spun up a new email address and continued the conversation with them from that other email address and then had no further problems securing press access to something. Many domain registrars will let you create multiple email accounts for probably no extra charge. Some places charge more, especially if you want more storage, but you might want to simply make forwarders instead, which are far more likely to be free. An email forwarder passes all emails that were sent to that forwarder address, then on to another email address or multiple addresses if you want. This is an extremely simple way 
to ensure your co-hosts also receive all feedback emails instead of having to share a password and help them get set up to access the email account on their own apps. And they have multiple apps, apps you might not be familiar with, apps you do or don't like, all of that complication. You're simply forwarding the emails to their address because you've created an email forwarder. And this is actually how I've done it with all my email addresses for years. They all forward to the same Gmail account. It reminds me of a great section of the old Garfield and Friends cartoon where he goes to a post office and he sees someone carefully sorting mail into different boxes. This one is out of town. This one is local. This one is out of state. This one is in the same zip code. This is in the zip code next door. And then on the other side of this large wall of filtering holes, all of those holes just drop the mail into the same box. I'll put the video, if I can find an excerpt of that, I'll put that in the show notes for this episode because it's a fun little blast from the past. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash domain. But that's the way that my email addresses work, and that's the way it could work for you too. So you could have all of these email addresses, a few of them, one of them, dozens of them, like I do in my case where every podcast domain I've ever worked with has multiple email addresses on that domain. They're all forwarding to the same Gmail account. And especially with something like Gmail, and the reason I think we like Gmail so much is because Gmail has some great tools built into it. So this lets you use all of those great tools for stuff like spam protection, filtering, and more, while then only sharing your brand with your audience. And for me, I'm sharing only my brand with my audience. So when you send me an email to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com, it forwards to a Gmail account. It actually also forwards to my special system where I and my assistant Steve can access that email together so that he can help me with some of the things he can assign certain emails to me and such. That's an email forwarder. It's not a separate email account. It's a forwarder and that's all it is. No separate mailboxes, no separate passwords, anything like that. It's simply forwarding the emails to one or multiple other addresses. And even with a forwarder, you can configure Gmail and other email apps to send from your podcast email address so that no one will ever have to see your real email address. They'll just see that they're always communicating with feedback at myawesomepodcast.com or press at myawesomepodcast.com or whatever your email addresses are. And you can do that when you have your own domain. So that's reason number three. Number four, to redirect wherever you want. As I've mentioned in a couple of these points, using your own domain gives you the power to point it wherever you want. You can make path redirects from that domain, like making slash give back for to Patreon or something else like that. And you can redirect the whole domain to wherever you want, like your hosting branded website, a temporary landing page, or your own website. Even if you're redirecting a specifically podcast branded domain to a certain page on your main website, like the podcast page on your main website, or maybe it's you have multiple podcasts on the same website. And so your separate podcasts each have their own domains and you can speak those domains in your podcast and they forward to the appropriate relevant sections on your website. That's how I did it with my Once Upon a Time podcast that was about the TV show Once Upon a Time. The show had a spinoff show called Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and we had a spinoff podcast about that. So instead of telling people to go to oncepodcast.com for the spinoff show, we told them to go to wonderlandpodcast.com. And then that redirected to the Wonderland section of oncepodcast.com. And you can do that 
when your podcast has its own domain. And you can even use this if you're changing your branding. You could redirect from olddomain.com to newdomain.com. You can redirect it wherever you want when you have your own domain. This gives you the ultimate future-proofing ability. And I've previously taught in detail about redirects, like 307, 301, 302, 301, whatever redirects. And you can definitely listen to that old episode that I linked to in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash needdomain. But here's my general guideline. Use 301 permanent redirects for destinations you own and control and that will probably never move. Use 307 temporary redirects for destinations you do not own or control, like affiliate links, and that could change in the future, like YouTube live streaming pages or meetup information. And you have these kinds of abilities when you have your own domain. You can redirect it wherever you want. Number five reason your podcast needs its own domain, to keep you in control. Last but certainly not least, using your podcast's own domain keeps you in control. Whether you switch technologies or you get kicked off platforms or you willingly change your branding, you are in control when you own the only domain your audience hears from you. That domain is portable. You can take it with you no matter what technology you use and no matter where you go, you control it. You are the master of your own domain. So these five reasons your podcast needs its own domain are number one, to simplify your most important calls to action. Number two, to promote your brand, not someone else's or something else's. Number three, to make your own email addresses. Number four, to redirect wherever you want. And number five, to keep you in control. Now, here are some resources in case you need to get or customize your own domains. If you don't already have a domain for your podcast yet, first, review my past tips for picking a good domain for your podcast. I did this in a very, 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 very old episode of the Audacity to Podcast. It was episode number 19. So that's way back there. So for a quick review, in case you've never heard that episode, or you don't want to listen to what I sounded like back then or how I podcasted back then, I wouldn't blame you. Here's a quick review of tips for picking a good domain for your podcast. Number one, get your own domain, even if it just forwards. I've talked about that here in this episode. Number two, keep it short and simple. Number three, get the .com unless alternatives fit and also can make sense to your audience. Number four, make it easy to spell and understand. And number five, beware of forming new or unwanted words. Like therapist podcast also reads as the rapist podcast. And that's probably not what you want. So beware of forming any of those new words in your domain, like weird spellings of something, or forming unwanted words with stuff like therapist. Then there are many places you can go to get a domain. The most important features to look for that I suggest in light of what I've shared in this episode are the following. You need full DNS management, so you can change the C name records, the A records, the MX records, any of that stuff. You don't have to know what all of that means right now. You just need to have the ability to manage your own DNS and to manage it fully yourself if you need to. You also need included or low-cost email accounts or forwarders, and that's depending on your preference. Most registrars will give you forwarders for free. Some registrars let you make email accounts with their own mailboxes 
for free, but very limited on how much space they can hold. And they charge extra for larger space or more email accounts, something like that. But most places do forwarders for free. You also need, and I recommend this, you don't, you might not totally need it, but I do highly recommend it. Who is privacy protection? That's not a question. That is the, what it's called. It's who is privacy protection. This is what protects your information that's associated with the domain, like your address, your email address, your name, your phone number with who is privacy protection that then masks all of that or replaces it with the domain registrar's information. So you don't get a lot of spam and also so you're not compromising your own privacy of your home address or anything like that. That's sometimes free and it's sometimes an additional expense, but I think it can be worth it. And the last thing that you should look for in a domain registrar is that they give you redirect options. Most domain registrars would work with only redirecting the entire domain or subdomain, which is what comes before your domain, like the myawesomepodcast.captivate.fm. The myawesomepodcast part of that is a subdomain. What comes after the .com or .fm or whatever, that's a subfolder or a path. I used to offer domain registration for podcasters, but now I don't do that anymore. Instead, I recommend Namecheap because they have great prices and features. You can get the link in the notes for this episode. I have also heard great things about Hover, but I've never personally used them to be able to speak from experience with them, but I have personally used Namecheap, so that's why I can recommend them. If you already have a domain or you're looking for an option to get a little extra control over the DNS and path forwarding than you have with your domain registration or wherever your domain is, then you could point your domain name servers to a service like Cloudflare and then use Cloudflare's extensive tools to manage the DNS, to manage even some path forwarding with your domain. And those tools are even free for personal use. This is how I manage the DNS for all of my actively used domains. I have a lot of domains. I don't put them all on Cloudflare, but the ones I'm actively using, like the audacitypodcast.com, is on Cloudflare. And then I use my domain registrar for all of my other domains that most of them simply forward to other places. And I can do that for free with my domain registrar. Now, if this episode has been helpful to you and you think it might be helpful to other podcasters, then please share it by going to the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash need domain. That's also where you can go to review these notes, get any of these links that I've mentioned, or just tap or swipe inside of your app to see the notes there. Now that I've given you some of the guts, taught you some of the tools, and helped you to determine your own domain, I know that one's a little bit of a stretch. It's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast for passion and profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.